Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. How are you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. I heard you had a little bit of car trouble this week. Oh, it was the stupidest thing, man. Like, so Monday was a work from home day. Like, of course. super chill. Of course, I forgot something in my car. So I, I had not driven since Saturday, but I go down to my car and I see it leaning and I'm like, oh, holy what am i in for tire just completely flat so i'm like shit okay like i'll just i'll uh i'll pop the spare on at least so it's not so it's not leading on the on the wheel so i get all the tools out you know like it was my first time changing a tire by the way um, oh really yeah so like, oh i'm surprised yeah, okay. so, yeah, yeah and it yeah. went well like I, I had done it with my dad before, but it was my first time like on my own, like doing it. And so I'm like, do, like all the nuts were obviously over tightened, which was just annoying, just made it hard. And then my locking nut would not come undone. Like it just wasn't working. So I had to call AAA or CAA or AMA. It's called here. I realized I did not. Oh, know yeah. That. Oh, yeah. You didn't. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely a surprise. Um, uh, so they come, they have like the NASCAR, like air pressure oh, yeah, pistol yeah, thing. I know you've had your fair share of experience with one. Yeah, I don't um, think I'm making NASCAR anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, he couldn't get it off either. So I ended up having to get my freaking car towed. Just like the fire, it was just a flat tire. Like it was just a flat tire. They ended up like breaking off the locking nuts because the key was stripped and the the Volkswagen was going to charge me a fortune to get a new key. They were going to sell me like a new set. They didn't want to just sell the key. So it was oh, yeah, just, yeah. I just ended up getting them broken off. Um, just an ordeal that shouldn't have been an ordeal. It was just a flat tire. Yeah, I know. It was awesome. It was brutal. I did want, I was in, uh, in Calgary too when I was, I was like, just, I just got my license. Right. And like, I went out to like, there's like the nice river there. So we're like down by the river with some friends. Right. And like, I went to drive home and I realized I'd like driven over some glass and like, it's not even like the tires, like a little flat. It's like popped. Right. Yeah. Like, and I was like, Oh, I was like, boys, like, I don't really want to call a tow truck. Right. I was like, mm, don't want to call a cab or an Uber. And I was like, I think we can make it home. Right. <laughs> And I'm just like driving on this thing. It's like not like the tires like barely on. I'm basically on the rim, and I'm just like <laughs> driving home. Like I was like maybe like five kilometers out. Like I got my four ways on. Like I'm just like driving. I got like a kilometer away from the house, and I was like, "Oh, you know what, boys? I don't think we're gonna make it." So I like, pulled into a Seven Eleven, right? And like 
absolutely mangled, had to get the new rim, the new tire, right? Then I finally, next day I came, I put like a spare tire on, right? It was all good because I didn't have the, the jack to put it on. Yeah. Otherwise I would have changed it. Let's come back the next day. It's absolutely mangled. My dad's like lived with me because, you know, technically his car. Um, I was like, whatever, I put the new tire on, right? And then I went out and I had to buy all four new tires. Got those put on, right? My brother takes the car out next day, crashes it, car totaled. All four of the tires I just bought wrecked. <laughs> and I was like, the biggest waste of time. But Oh, my so God. I, yeah, I feel you with the car trouble. It's brutal. Yeah. Actually, coincidentally, so this happened to me on Monday. Jared, a good friend of the podcast. Yeah, he was on an episode. A yeah, couple years yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Had a good time. Yeah. Um, his tire flat on Monday as well. So I don't, I don't know what was going on, but yeah, ended up being an absolute ordeal for me. And I just uh, want to get it over with. I'm just driving on my spare for now. I'm gonna, I get new tires on Tuesday, which is nice. Yeah. It's always nice and fresh tires. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's shitty. But other than that though, I mean like this week, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, you know, looking around, you know, the internet doing some stuff on, you know, what we could talk about on this episode. There's not really that much going on. Like, you're talking about like playoff races, like the East is pretty well decided. Right. And then the West, I, you know, I don't know how much you'd really care to focus on that, but that's mostly decided save for a couple uh, little matchups in those wild card spots, which doesn't really pertain to us, you know, focusing on the Panthers in the East. Uh, so not really much going on this week, but we did get the chance. I don't know if you watched any of the games, but top two picks from last year's draft making their debuts this week. They played a couple games. Maddie Beneers, Owen Power. Um, have you caught any of them? Uh, have you watched them play? Uh, not, not like I, I've seen excerpts. Like I haven't, I, I didn't watch any of the games. I watched like maybe a few minutes of the Calgary Seattle game and did see Maddie Beneers kind of just you know, like skating around there. Um, but I, I've, I don't, and I only saw highlights of what Owen power did in his first game, but um, they don't look out of place. No, like I, I was, I was really curious to see both these guys coming in, you know, towards the end of the season. Right. Obviously a bit weird. Like I think we're kind of used to like, at least in recent years of, you know, the top picks in a draft going straight to the NHL. These guys obviously elected to go back to Michigan uh, to play. Not even years. The first I didn't I didn't watch his first game. I watched him last night um, against the Devils. His second game, he did score um, his first NHL goal. And I'm a big fan of of Matt Evenier's out there to me. And I, you know, I know I'm, I'm going to compare him to my guy. I'm getting kind of Jack Hughes vibes. Maybe a little less offense and a little more defense. He seemed to be better positionally, especially on the cycle in the D zone. Um, Really big fan of his game. I think he's going to be huge for Seattle. I mean, they need someone to be, you know, a top-end player for them. I think, you know, I know the sample size is small, but I think Veneers could absolutely be that for them in the future, um, which would be great for them because they have stunk this year. So they need a guy like him. And then Owen Power, I mean, realistically, like I, I watched the I watched his first game against Toronto and uh, a bit of the other game. He legitimately looks right now like the Buffalo Sabres' best defenseman. Yeah, like Already. it's not even it's not even close. I watched like, Buffalo a lot this year. 
<laughs> they don't have many good defensemen. Like, I'll give them that. Like, I know, like, Rasmus Dahlin's there, and, like, you know, he can do some great stuff with the puck and not so much without it. Owen Power to me, I don't think we've seen, like, that much of his offense at the NHL level yet, but defensively, he's been really, really sound for them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw something that that he was contributing to a very high percentage of his team's expected goals for um and you know how much we love expected goals uh, they mean everything um, goals even no exactly like that's that's what really matters at the end of the day um so like yeah it definitely seems like they found their guy there was that one clip of him breaking up two on one that i just saw like 40 million times on twitter uh against toronto yeah it was against like matthews and marner yeah I mean, yeah, pretty average players, if you ask us. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he has the poise. He decided to go back to college for another year. They didn't pan out the way he expected it. Like, lost in the semifinal, which I, I don't think was the plan, especially with that Michigan team. That Michigan um, team was ridiculous. I mean, obviously, Mackie Samuskevich, our guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it was just it was crazy and then yeah i mean they lost in overtime to denver in fairness and denver went on to to win the tournament um but like he, he's gonna be such a stud in buffalo and i think yeah. he's gonna he's gonna surpass Darlene in terms of minutes played as early as yeah i think he's already there. if he if he hasn't already yeah um, i mean like, Darlene's problem in the nhl has always been consistency and just being able to produce yeah. regularly and be able to consistently defend which yeah. is uh, uh, like Darlene would look nicely paired with a guy like owen power exactly like right. that could be a pretty if good one of them can play their offside you'd probably be pretty happy with like i think that would work out well um really, owen power is like such a fascinating one for me because like to me there was like a lot of debate around him being the number one guy last year like there was a lot of people who didn't think he was the best defenseman. And I think he came in this year and like had a monster year at Michigan silenced a lot of people. And so to see him come in and kind of fill a little bit of that potential you saw and kind of validate his spot at being the number one pick. Um, yeah. But I mean, both guys look exactly what you'd want from, from both of them really so far. Um, and it's fun to watch. And I'm sure for fans of those teams, it's fun too, because realistically, like if you're Buffalo or Seattle, you don't have much to cheer about these days. Right. So why not get some young kids in the lineup and, and get to watch them play, get excited about the future, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's always fun. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it, it's, you can tell it's, it's, it's a bit of a newer breed of hockey player, right? Like they're not, it's, it's just, they're different. Like they, they've got more personality to them, I find. And yeah. it's just like, like, the, the way they play the game is just seems a little bit different. Yeah. And I think that's just the new age NHL player. Like, I think you, you see a lot of kind of Maddie Beneers type players that are becoming more highly touted. Like you compare them to like in terms of those kind of like slippery, small skilled forwards, right? Like maybe not like super small, like a Dabrinkit, but like in the same kind of mold as like a, a Jack Hughes or a Tim Stutzla or like a Trevor Zegris that type of player, I think Matty Beniers kind of falls into that category. But yeah. again, I still like his defensive upside better than any of those guys. Um, so, really, yeah, fun, fun, fun to watch him play, at least. Uh, you know, of like, yeah, what I've seen from both guys. 
other than that, though, real estate, not much going on around the league this week. Like, it just seems like no, it, it's that stage of the season where everyone's just kind of like, all right, let's get to the playoffs. Yeah, like especially in the East, like the West is different, but the East, it's like we already know the eight teams that are going to make the playoffs. I mean, I know it mathematically it's not done, but, but it's done. there are 15 points between the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders. That is just, you, you don't, you can't, it's not possible to, to, to be that good. Washington would need to lose all the remaining games and the Islanders would need to win all the remaining games. That is just not, yeah. I, I, I actually think that, um, I don't know what the schedule is today. I don't either of play. The, do they play? What? Do the they Islanders play? don't, I don't know. Yeah. The Islanders play Toronto. If the Islanders lose, I, that, I think that means uh, yeah. Washington clinches, yeah. you know, basically it means nothing in the East anymore other than seeding for home ice advantage. Yeah. Like, right? And like, that, that battles, like... sorry, that battles like mainly just going between the Rangers and hurricanes. Yeah, like Rangers and Hurricanes are, are battling for home ice. I think Toronto and Tampa, maybe you could argue. Boston and, and Washington uh, for those wild card spots. Like they're both going to get in, but who's one, who's two? We talked about Washington kind of last week, but it seems pretty well uh, set in stone. Uh, and we're just kind of waiting to, for, you know, for the season to, to play out. Um. But yeah, it's just like that weird stage of the season where it's like, all right, we've played 75 games. Like we get the gist of it. Like give me some playoff hockey. Exactly. Um, but with the Panthers, though, the one thing I did want to talk about, we mentioned it a few episodes back. We were going to talk about it and then we kind of ran out of time. But uh, right now, Andrew Burnett coaching the Panthers still on the interim tag. Like, can they just give this man a new contract already? I... Like, take that tag away. Yeah, I mean... Like, I get they don't want to do it in season. Exactly. That's that's my main thing, is I, I think that, like, you know, his his track record speaks for itself. And, like, I think everybody expects them to resign. And that the, the main reason to not do anything about it at this point is you don't want to create a distraction, an off-ice distraction. The team's buzzing. There's no reason to, to, to change anything. It's just not worth the risk. As small as the risk may be, it's a risk that can easily be averted, and I don't see an upside. Like It's just a formality. Yeah, it's definitely a formality at this point. I mean, I think it, like, it, it'd be different if the Panthers like, had really like slipped under him versus under Quenville, right? But they've pretty much maintained the same pace. They've added some some pieces since then too. Uh, they're playing good hockey. They're on the nine game win streak right now. Like it's just inevitable. He, he you know he gets that tag removed. Um, and I know some fans are like you know up in arms about it. But like I get not wanting to do it in season and create a distraction. It's like I think Dallas did the same when they had a uh, Rick Bonus and they went to the final or not the final uh, the, when they went on their run. Yeah, and was that the case in St. Louis too? With Barube? Yeah. It might have been. I honestly don't remember. I, I mean, it was similar circumstances. Yeah, for sure. Was, but yeah, one of those ones where it's like, it's inevitable, but I get not wanting to do it in season. And it's not like, you know, like the verbal agreements there probably between all parties of like, 
obviously we want you to be our coach. I'm sure he wants to stay and coach this group. Um, so to me, it's just like a matter of time. And I don't think anyone like in that room is really focused on it. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure it's like the last thing on everyone's mind. Not that it's not important, but it's just, it's everyone knows everyone knows it's not as like it doesn't exemplify the situation like the the interim tag and that well, yeah. everyone knows that it's pretty yeah. much gone informally yeah and it's it's like similar like um like in edmonton they have woodcroft right now they've been like cooking the last like 20 games under him right he's under on the interim tag too right but you'd have to assume that that gets removed the only thing stopping that would be if these coaches get poached by another team looking for a really good coach. That's the only. Yeah. Like that's, that's possible. And you look Montreal same. I mean, team is not going to make the playoffs and everything, but, but same Marty situation, you know, like interim tag, like has not been lifted. Um, I, I know like in his press conference, he's um, mentioned staying long-term, but it's like, it's not, Every it's the type of thing that everyone knows. It's just not written. Yeah, but man, until it's like written though, like anything. You never know. You never know until it's pen to paper. Yeah, but yeah, Marty and like uh, in Montreal, that was just like it's crazy how different a team they've been under him. Yeah, I you know it's it's um it's been a while since I I've seen a coach like him in Montreal. You know, like a players coach. I don't know if they've like I don't think they've had one in a lifetime. Do you? Like, I don't think I, I. I can't even. I don't think so. Well, I mean, like they've just like cleaned like a house pretty much as an organization over the last like yeah, right. You're like yeah. getting rid of Bergevin, right? You're bringing in Gordon. You're bringing in some you know fresher hockey minds. You're looking more analytically, so it's a lot of turnover there. But I always find it. Cra- I don't know. I always find it crazy when like teams get a new coach and they just start buzzing under the new coach. Yeah. And it's like, how Especially bad is for that? a team that sucks? Yeah. Like how bad does that make the old coach look like you talk about like Ducharme in Montreal, Travis green in Vancouver, maybe like maybe Dave Tippett in Edmonton. Like they had that long losing streak. Mike yo, the year the blues won the cup. Mike yo, who's currently a head coach. I think he's another interim. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> But he's like the probably one intern where it's like, oh, maybe we move on. Yeah, he's the one that you get the sense of they just want to um, – they want someone for the end of the season and then uh, they'll figure it out after, you know? Yeah, I do love like Philadelphia's approach. Like it's been a shit year for them. I love their approach of like they for like a decade watched the Minnesota Wild be downright mediocre with like Chuck Fletcher and Mike Yo and a couple other of the guys they had there and thought, you know what? Could use some of that. Yeah. Right? So I can't wait for them to slowly build into a fringe playoff team for like a decade. Yeah. I Minnesota. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think they, I think that's what what Minnesota was, right? Like, yeah, they were so boring. Yeah. They're always just like pretty decent. Yeah. Now they're, now they're fun. Like, yeah. And it can only take like one, like generational player, like Capra's off or like a, a Matt Zuccarello. Yeah, like that type of player. Or like a Freddie Gaudreau. Or like a Ryan Hart. I love Fr- Freddie Gaudreau had that OT winner this week. Yeah. 
the pass from Flirt. I love Freddie Goudreau. So I don't know. I, I like I like watch like Minnesota. Like I used to hate watching Minnesota because they were so boring. Now like they, they play some good hockey. The Islanders kind of became Minnesota. What, Minnesota, yeah. Just in yeah. terms of their style of play. Just yeah, just so boring. Boring. And then it's like every now and again, Matt Barzell does something fun. Yeah, he has not done a lot of fun things this season, though. No, I did. I loved when Matt Barzell went missing, though, for that like week. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was just a weird story. Uh, um, but yeah, like other than that, like yeah, not really uh, too much going on. But we do have a couple other things to talk about. Uh, you know, going into this last stretch of the season, but first. A quick ad read from our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play for Play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, get into it. First of all, you know, I know we're, I don't think we're supposed to give betting advice on this show, but if you're trying to bet on a team to win, could I interest you in betting on the Florida Panthers? Because right now, a nine-game win streak, they're playing the Red Wings right now as we speak. Is it too early to call it 10 I don't know. I think they're up two nothing right now. Call it ten. Uh, what are your thoughts on this latest run from the Florida Panthers? Yeah, I definitely don't want to call it ten, but it seems pretty seems like a pretty sure thing. Um, like the the team is just they're buzzing, right? Like everyone on the team is and the thing that I cannot wrap my mind off around is that Aaron Eckblad is missing. Yeah. Like, like look at this team. And then you're going to tell me that they're going to add Aaron Eckblad in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I, I, like, I don't, I don't understand how it's fair. Yeah. And I mean, I think we've got to talk about like the fit of Claude Giroux so far, because he's been incredible. He's been everything. They, I think they wanted him to be like, He's over a point per game, I think, since he's got here. Yeah, he's on like a 100-point pace. Like, it just, it baffles me how, like, perfect this team is 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 doing. Yeah, like, obviously, like, I know it's like nine or maybe ten wins in a row, right? And, like, honestly, like, not all those wins have been pretty wins, you know? But that, like, that's just what a win streak is, right? Like, you're never going to win ten perfect games in a row, but they've been – pretty incredible over that stretch they've shown they can win in different ways i know there's still some concerns about the goaltending but that's been much it's weird because the goaltending is kind of up or down like i feel like one week we're talking about like how shit bobrovsky and knight are and the next week we're talking about wow they've been they've been you know brick walls back there 
Um, but right now, I mean, you, you got to love uh, the run that they're on. To me, the big thing is how good they've been on home ice, not just now, but all season long, because they're going to have home ice advantage in the playoffs, right? You make your building tough to come into. I don't know if you saw the much of the Winnipeg game uh, the other day. I had a friend who was at the game, and she said the atmosphere was just nuts uh, at that game. Oh, hold on. We've lost Noah. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, just unbelievable to watch on TV. She said it couldn't, like, she couldn't believe it. She, she's been to a lot of games there in Florida. Um, and uh, it's just, she's never seen anything like it. So, to me, like, making home ice – uh, a really tough place uh, for other teams to come into uh, is just so important. All right, we got your back, Noah. I have no idea what happened. My my Zoom, like, ju- not even the app, just the – it just quit, just the, the the chat, the call, and my screen went black. Yeah, and I was a bit panicked there for a sec. I was like, oh, no, is this going to have to turn into a solo episode? <laughs> Uh, then, uh, yeah, no, it was super weird. Um, oh. Sorry, hey, catch me up on uh, where we're at. Oh, no, I was just rambling on about, you know, the the Jets game because my, my friend Ali, she was at the game okay. and said the atmosphere is incredible and just talking about home ice, going to the playoffs. I mean, we saw it last playoffs too. Like the atmosphere was unbelievable. It, yeah, it really was. And I mean, during that Jets game, that was just a, a clinic. Yeah. by the Panthers, right? Like It's what they do. Oh, my goodness. They've just scored, like, two goals very quickly here in this Red Wings so, game. Of course. So it's now 4 nothing. Yes. Allegedly. Oh. oh, boy. Unless, like, the NHL app is just tweaking. Oh, my goodness. It's Maxime Mammon on the board. Anton Lindell on the board. <laughs> oh. oh. Man, this team. Okay, now I think we can call it 10. Yeah. Like, it's... It's such an unbelievably good team. It is. It is. And like, this thing for me is okay, I'm not a huge fan of like the five forward power play they've been running right now. But it's also like, I don't care that because I'm not going to run five forward power play in the playoffs, right? Exactly. I, I was watching, I actually, I was watching today's, the start of today's game. And it's, it's on the national broadcast. So I think ESPN has it today. Oh, fine. Um, yeah, so much fun. Um, so the guys are like the, the the broadcasters. They're talking and they're like, "This five forward power play, like it's gonna be interesting to see if Brunette like chooses it in the playoffs." This there's no way. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, guys, Aaron Ekblad's gonna be back. Like, like do you not realize that this is Aaron Ekblad is like one of the best goal scoring defensemen in the NHL. Like, like he's absolutely gonna be back out there. Yeah. So I. That's it's a really cool experiment, I think. Yeah, is what it is. yeah and I think like and it's, it's one you can can afford to uh carry out um in the regular season because of how good your team is. Yeah, but I think we're all kind of under the impression that like that will not be the power play in the playoffs, and so yeah, like sure, go out and run it in the regular season, right? Get some more, you know, get five forwards, get there, you know, get some chemistry, get them, you know, but you know. Uh, a bit of feel on the power play, but I fully expect Aaron Eckblad to be back there come playoff time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not too concerned about that. Um, last thing here, though, talking about playoffs and stuff. 
Um, obviously, Panthers, it looks like it's going to be Washington in the first round. We talked with that matchup um, last episode. Is there a team right now in the playoffs that you are absolutely like you do not want the Panthers to play? You do not want to see this team in the playoffs. Is there a team that scares you? Like, I'm not going to lie, because for me, like, in my heart, I yes. kind of want to say, I kind of want to say no, but it seems like such a cocky answer. Like, I'm, yes, I'm definitely worried about some teams over the others. I think that, you know, when you look at it, um, I think that that second round is going to be, is probably going to make or break the uh the panthers yeah because you're either going to be playing tampa bay or you're going to be playing toronto yeah and like those are two good teams there right they've had good matchups this year do you have a preference tampa or toronto keeping that in mind that to play toronto in the second round they do have to get out of the first round first yeah i um i'd probably prefer to play toronto in the second round Really? I think I'd rather take Tampa in the second round. I, I don't know. I think Toronto-Tampa is going to be a hell of a series. Oh, yeah. It'll be a great series. I, I, I just I, – I don't know. Like, like on there's paper – There's just something so, – I, I just – it's not comforting to go against a, a two-time champ, like back-to-back champ. Yeah, like, like there's the experience factor of like Tampa Bay – Right. They, you know, a lot of those guys have been there for the back to back cup wins. Right. And they got a world class goalie in Vasilevsky, even though he's been kind of up and down this year. Right. And some of their guys are slumping and they did lose their whole third line last offseason. I think on paper, I think I'd rather play Tampa, though, than Toronto, just with the, the like Toronto, like as much as we rip on them and they suck and their fans suck, but like they have a good team. Right. And Austin Matthews has been unbelievable this year. As much as I hate to say it, like he has been, right? Like yeah. they have. You, you want to know what? Like Toronto is probably number one on my list of don't want to play. Yeah. The only and the then o- Tampa. Tampa is being second for me. Those are the two teams, and I know they're they're both in the division, but those are the two teams that I yeah. I'd be afraid of. Yeah. The, the thing to me is, I was like, Toronto could collapse on their goal. Like their goaltending could sink them, right? Like yeah. that is and just least- their defensive. Yeah, their defensive play in general could could prove to just be catastrophic yeah yeah like it so to me like i don't see tampa bay kind of like sinking like that like florida could just beat them by being like a legitimately better team toronto i think is like pretty close to the panthers in terms of their team but they have more like collapse on themselves potential especially when you consider the recent history of consistently doing just that they're just they're not as strong mentally no like Right, that's that. That's what it is. Like, it's just that's just the reality. So it's gonna be really, really interesting to see how they how they perform against Tampa in that first round because it's looking like it's basically gonna be that. Um, although Boston's is is still very much in it. Uh, although if I'm Boston, I might actually prefer to end up in the wild card spot. Take on Carolina or the Rangers. Yeah. Well, Carolina, no, like Freddie Anderson went down last night. We don't know how significant that is. 
Yeah, I mean, MRI is significant, so like. But he's been one of the best goalies in the league this season, right? He's like, I don't like Antiranta too as their backup, but that's a big loss for Carolina. Yeah. Um, and then New York is pretty much just like just jerking and like the boys, you know, like the, like they're a flawed team too. So like, neither of those teams really like I'm I'm too concerned about. Like, obviously they're good teams, and yes, they could win. Um, but Toronto and Tampa for me, and then the obvious one, which is out west which is colorado and the only time you're facing them is in the final and if you're in the final you know uh anything can happen yeah that's that's really the only team in the in the west like i i don't i think calgary and edmonton have a certain amount of uh very similar to uh toronto just some collapsibility um and then, like, the others, it's just, like, I, I don't see why you'd be afraid. Minnesota, you never know. But. Minnesota might scare me a little bit, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only other one that jumps out to me. But, like, I, I feel very comfortable against St. Louis, Los Angeles, um, Nashville, and Dallas. Yeah, and, like, realistically, like, you don't even, like, talk. Because, like, I don't see, like, an L.A. in the final. The only opportunity you would have to play them, so. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I even think about that. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of options, but Panthers right now, they're sitting in a good spot. They've been, you know, they're, they're hot going in the playoffs, which you always want to see. They're getting healthier, getting guys back. Anton Lindell, I think he's been so good since coming back. Like what a difference maker on this team he's been. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have him back is just huge. Um, but yeah, either way, it's going to be, you know, uh, fun little stretch run here. See if they can string together some more wins, and then uh, just get to the playoffs already. I, you know, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just waiting for it. Um, should be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think that does it for this one. Thank you so much to everyone tuning and listening. Uh, appreciate it as always, and we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode, and we'll see you all then. Center, Barkov looking to get a step on Mete. Barkov.